welcome to The Clip Show. I'm Tiffany and I started a hair clip business out of my basement in Seattle in 2019 and it went from a one-woman show to now a team of 15. I'm here chatting with my ops director. Hey, I'm Christine. And this is where we chat about growing our small business, responsible manufacturing, and all the nuances in between. Nuance. Today, we are talking about social audits. Social audits. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. Thanks, thanks for hyping. Hype it up. Hype it up. <laughs> Tiffany, why why are we talking about social audits? Well, we've been talking about social audits a lot lately in the new year and just mm. planning our own priorities and doing a lot of work in production. Yes. And also, we just joined SEDEX. We just joined SEDEX? Yeah. It's kind of your world right now, so you tell me. I'm just Mark. really excited. <laughs> you pumped about social audits? Uh, I am pumped about social audits because I feel like we get asked a lot of really specific questions about our manufacturers a lot of time that uh -huh. because like we are not we do not own the means of production that we don't always have the best answers to. Yeah. Let's explain. Let's ex let's for people I know a lot of people listening know us already, mm -hmm. but for new folks just coming in, yes. We make hair clips. We make hair clips and they're super cute. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's really fun. We make them we work with manufacturers in China and they're amazing, but as a small business, they are our partners and yes. we don't own the company. No. But I feel like a lot of people don't quite like just know how that relationship works. Yeah, yeah, how overseas manufacturing works in general. So we get asked very often. Like, can you guarantee that your workers wages are this well? First, they're not our workers, they're our partners. Right. And yeah, like we, we don't own that company. Mm -hmm. Like we design, we market, we um, develop everything around the products, but we yeah. don't physically make them. Right. I remember when I first started working with them, you know, I would ask them questions and like, I love our manufacturers, they're so open and just willing to communicate like yes. i used to send jamie just straight up like interview questions <laughs> and she, she is would, like, like such a real one she'll she absolutely answer you i know she did she would like write out complete answers with like photos and everything uh, and it was amazing right yeah. so i felt very like we built this very like trusting relationship yeah. but also like trust but verify yes, right exactly so but when you don't own your factory it's hard to verify right especially i started my business in 2019 and i was like yes in 2020 i'm gonna go visit the factory blah 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 right and then and never and then something happened something happened i weird. never made it over there <laughs> um but you know, this is something we've been talking about for ever since I've yeah. been talking about for years, but ever since you came on also, we've been talking more about it. It's like, okay, well, we trust our manufacturers like on a personal kind of like relationship right. level, but then how do we like verify things, especially as our company grows? Exactly. And we recognize that there's so many different layers to like the context around that situation mm -hmm. as well and yeah. so it's really important to kind of lay the groundwork so we can explain like yeah. how it works yeah so in order to verify mm -hmm. the verification part of it 
This is where social audits come in. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So just a little bit of background on social audits. So they kind of came to a height of like prominence after movements around corporate social responsibility started in like the 2000s. So we Mm. had like all those big booms of like manufacturing moving overseas in the Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s. There's demand for like cheap goods in the West. Gotcha. Big corporations are profiting off of it by moving their production to cheaper cost of labor. Yeah. And then we start to see all of these things in the media about like these human rights violations that are happening in these places because there's no like oversight oversight or or accountability. Right, right. And so corporate social responsibility initiatives start to happen and a big pioneer is like in Europe, right? Where they're like, okay, we have to do something. Yeah, a lot of even the third parties that, you know, SGS, Intertech, they're all based out of Europe. Exactly, because it's actually legal, it's actually illegal in Europe for you to not audit your own supply chain. Even for small businesses? Exactly. So corporate social responsibility, CSR, I'm going to say CSR because clearly I'm like, Um, CSR is a requirement. It's a required part of your practice as a company in Europe. Uh So like, Every year to like renew your business license, you have to show that you looked through your supply chain and like done this. That's amazing. Exactly. And so these audits are a requirement and a required part of their business. That's why they're so standard and like thought through. Mm. So in the US, right, it's a voluntary thing, right? Like where we're doing this. And so you're exactly right. Like a lot of those companies that actually create the like the points that audits actually evaluate are in Europe. And a lot of those companies that actually like organize how audits happen are in Europe. A lot of third party auditors are in Europe. And so, right, we have governments that require it. That's like the regulated market for social audits. And then we have the voluntary market, which is what we're doing. Yeah. And I kind of just want to like bring this back because I think a lot of our listeners will probably remember this, that like the biggest part of like when social audits really exploded was like in the mid 2010s after so recent, so recent. But that's when consumer consciousness like really Mm. actually came to be like a huge part of how we buy goods. Because if you remember the Rana Plaza collapse in Bangladesh in 2014, that was like kind of like an awakening for a lot of people to be like, okay, I need to like give a shit where the things I buy come Mm -hmm. from. And so that's kind of where then a lot of these companies grew or these a lot of these NGOs grew pretty big to start managing this process. Okay, so the people who create the points of evaluation in a social audit, they're, like I said, they're normally NGOs or non-governmental organizations. And so there are a few that people probably probably recognize. There's the Ethical Trading Initiative or the ETI, and they have like a base code and then the Social Accountability International, SAI, um, and then there's also Intertech. These are all based in Europe, Mm -hmm. and these are all organizations that... Create standards. Okay. Yes, and so they create the standards of like, here's the things that we need to like make sure are actively like evaluated to make sure a company is being ethical or a site is being ethical in its practices. And who are they... Who are they kind of reporting to? So typically, it's they, they're like the ones that just don't really have a ton of accountability. Gotcha. But they're normally made up of a collective, which in itself is sort of like an accountability measure. Mm-hmm. But still, like they don't have anybody they're really reporting to. Right? Yeah. 
Um, but they, you know, create these standards and typically they include things like, you know, no discrimination or forced labor or child labor, you know, freedom to associate or collective bargaining units, like safe working conditions, fair com uh, compensation, decent working hours. Like those are the core initiatives that they're trying to guarantee. Mm -hmm. So they kind of come together and they evaluate like if they need to make changes, but like these are bodies that are made up of like a collective of ethical like trade uh, specialists that mm -hmm. come together and write these codes. So, but it's kind of a complicated system because they're not also the ones providing audits or even saying how audits should work. So they have like a code that they've developed and they're like, this is what ethical trade looks like. And then you have separate organizations that come yeah. in and say, okay, here's how you can measure if someone is compliant with that code. Yeah. And so that's what SEDEX is, which is what we're using, um, and that's the Supplier Ethical Data Exchange. Okay, yeah. So tell me about that, because we just got approved, right? We're Literally just... today. Oh, yes. congrats, us. Congratulations, Christine, <laughs> for getting us on there. But SEDEX is really useful, right? Because it's like a platform we can go on and see manufacturers who are like up-to-date members. Yes. yes. So it's kind of like an open source data space where you can say like, okay, I'm looking to be able to manufacture bobby pins. Uh -huh. Here's like, I can search by the material and see like who manufactures bobby pins that is a member of SEDEX and like when their most recent audit was, what other certifications they may hold, okay. when they're like all of those different types of so, things. And it features like manufacturers around the world? Exactly. Okay. And so a lot of people use this as a way to evaluate their entire supply chain because oh. like if you have raw goods going to then to a manufacturer yeah. and like going through this whole process, you can really evaluate your entire supply chain. Oh, yeah, interesting. So really cool. And it's a lot of small business members also who like contribute to that. So it's really great to have like sort of, I mean, there's obviously SEDEX is organizing it, but it's also a lot of information that is like sourced from its members, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of learn from each other. Yeah. And how much did it cost for us? So it's a little yeah. spendy. Um, but so for our two-year membership, it was $11,500. Ah! Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I mean. Well, let's wait. For two years. For two years. 5000 a year. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's the cost of being of information, which we yeah. know is obviously continuously growing. So they have their own audit that's called SMETA. Mm -hmm. And that stands for the SEDEX Member Ethical Trade Audit. Okay. Right? So SMETA is an audit of SEDEX, or set, that yes, SEDEX provides. Exactly. Okay. And so like you might hear of other ones like BSCI, yeah. that's one that's done by Amphori. Uh -huh. Intertech does their own audit, uh -huh. right? So there's a different ones. And the thing I want to say from this is that none of those are certifications. So wait, which ones aren't certifications? None of those that I just mentioned. Oh, BSCI really? Really? is not is an audit, it's not oh. a certification. And SMETA is an audit, it's not a certification. And the same with Intertech. And I actually think that that's really important. Because yeah, what's I, the difference? Because I think when it comes to certifications, it's a really easy thing for a business to like apply, show their work, and like, I mean, it's not necessarily easy, but, and get a certification. Okay. And I feel like that gives the implication that this is like just a destination and not a journey of like continuously working to make sure that things are ethical based on like contextual changes in our world okay. and all of those things. Audits are a way that you're like, 
okay, every year we're going to do this and like we're going to see if there are issues and how we can help and be able to figure out like how we can move forward effectively, right? Okay. And I do want to say that not every company approaches audits that way, right? That's how I want us to approach audits. Yeah. But like not every company is approaching audits being like, how can we help you, supplier? They're like, no, I paid for this. And if you like have a pat, and it's not a pass fail thing, right? Like they get graded and then there's areas where they need to like improve or like. Do you get like a smiley face or like a. <laughs> they get like letter grades. Oh, yeah. Frowny face. Frowny face. <laughs> but you know, like there are businesses that absolutely use audits that way to be like a pass fail sure. thing. Yeah. And that's not the way I want us to use it, but right. you know, I digress. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so these companies, SEDEX, um, and I'm sorry, NGOs, SEDEX, Intertech, and Flory, they create the audit framework. So okay. they take those codes okay. from those like international organizations and they say, this is how we can measure it. Okay. 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 And then they have third party auditors that train in their specific methodology for auditing. Mm-hmm. And then they are able to then be like certified auditors that go out and know how to conduct that process. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers of separation, yeah. which I think definitely, you know, can be something that I, the way that like the industry talks about it is that it's opportunities to separate so that you can avoid fraud. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely opportunities for like separation that just make things a lot harder for everybody involved. And so, you know, you kind of have to like, yeah, there's the, pros and cons exactly which way you cut it. But it is, I think it's interesting that it is an industry. Yes. Because it is not just that like these social audits or accountability measures are just coming from one source. Yeah, it's not like this is like a UN thing where then everybody has like an arm of their government that's just like responsible for yeah. like making sure this is happening, right? Yeah. It has, because it's not required in every government, it's now become this thing where we're like, okay, we have to have another organization that manages mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, yeah. NGOs, like it's a give and take sort of thing. Yeah, um, interesting. Exactly. Okay, so our, we're doing a SMETA audit, right? Yes, so we are gonna conduct a SMETA audit this year. Okay, how much and- did that cost? FYI. So, yeah, if you are a SEDEX member, a SMETA audit, I think, costs like $150. And then if you are working with suppliers that are not already a SEDEX member, they have to pay, I believe it's 50 Great British Pounds a year. Oh. Yeah. And so they have a SMETA audit that has two pillars, and then they have a four-pillar audit. So the two-pillar audit is like labor standards and health and safety. It's really focused on the social aspects of it. And then if you're doing the four-pillar, then it also adds on an extended environmental assessment and business ethics. And this is like this meta-audit in SEDEX was, it was really your baby when you came on because I think before that, like I kind of hit this block with the certifications that, you know, a lot of our vendors have currently, but they're more like quality um quality management quality, systems right and i wanted to go deeper into into like the ethics and workplace stuff but that isn't usually like a common like assessment that is done with all the manufacturers yeah. a lot of them have like product management and quality certs but right then, or like certifications of like their materials right right yeah that it's like nickel free or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah I it was hard to kind of start the ball rolling on the social audits yeah so. well because it's like a hard thing to be like hey person like business partner that I work with every day 
I trust that you're treating your employees like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a human-centered way. Yeah. But just to verify, I need to send a third-party auditor that's going to take time out of your production, right. interview your workers, right. interview you, make sure you have all of these documents. Like, it's it's a weird conversation to have. And yeah. there's definitely a power imbalance there. Right. It's you know? awkward. Yeah. And so, Yeah. I think like having that foundation of trust with your vendors is important. Like it's, if you're a business owner, I think that's an important consideration to have is like not just like springing audits on your on your um, manufacturers just because you know we're, there's humans involved. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we still have feelings about stuff, and uh, that partnership will, requires respectful communication. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Respectful communication mm-hmm. is the most important part. Yeah. Also, I remembered I was trying to, you know, like kind of start the social audits. Um, with Intertech. With Intertech. And I started like emailing them, but it was like 2020, <laughs> 2021. And yes. I, it was just crickets. <laughs> and I remember you also like, you like paid for those like courses so you could see what it was like to like prepare for an audit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I remember because I like, you sent them to me and you were like, hey, you can watch these because I know you're working on this. And I yeah. was like, okay. And I could see where your progress left off. And I started that first module and it was like, Here's why consumers care about where their goods came from. And I was like, I can see Tiffany, like the light behind her eyes, just dying and being like, you know what? Yeah, I felt like I was in like a seventh grade, like civics class. Yes, yes. (laughs) It really felt that way. No hate towards Intertech. You guys do great work. But yeah, it was a lot. Love ya. Love ya. Okay, where do we leave off? Yeah, so, okay, so then we left off at the pillars. So then like how do audits actually like, measure compliance, right? Like, what does it look like when they go in? Right? Oh, yeah. So they get, they they tell you all, well, I yes. guess they have to tell you all the pillars they measure. and Yes, and like how they go for these things. Right, okay, right. so every audit methodology is a little different, right? Like we talked about how like in general, those codes include things like no forced labor, fair compensation, fair working hours. Uh-huh. But every audit methodology is a little bit different in how they approach that. But one thing I think is kind of interesting as I was reading over like SEDEX's methodology, they have like a best practice guideline that they give both to suppliers that go through the audit and to the auditors and then to the people who are requesting it. Yeah. And they have really rigorous standards for how like auditors like that they work with have to meet certain requirements in order to be like capable to do these audits. And it's sort of like if you've ever been to like you know, an accountant or a doctor and you see that they have to do like continuous like education to stay up to like date with improvements in their field. It's the same way for these auditors. They have to prove that they've like done this work to understand the context mm-hmm. of the situation, like local requirements for each of these suppliers before they go into it. Mm. They need to understand the context that the supplier is working in before they go in and do an Are audit. Are the auditors usually European or like from the country? From the so local. there are third party auditors like literally everywhere. Oh. So they can, a lot of times you will hire like local ones because like they're the most familiar with it. Right. Right, right, like, and they'll understand, like, all Cultural of the inner workings stuff. of, like, the community and mm-hmm. all of those different things. Yeah. So that's definitely, like, one of the things that you can do. Yeah. Um, but when they actually get to the audit, basically what happens is there's an on-site audit, and mm-hmm. the length of it, like, number of days mm-hmm. is dependent on how many workers there are. Mm, so okay. if you have, like, 100 workers, it's one day. If you have 500, it's, like, three days. 
so on. So they have like a very standardized structure. They have an opening meeting, they tour the site, then they do individual interviews with workers, yeah. group interviews with workers, interviews with management. So those first two interviews, they have to like, management has to not even be close to a part of it. Then they do a document review, and then they have a closing meeting where they like share their findings, and then they will write up their report. So that's like the overview of how it works. Cool. And so, you know, when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, so how do they measure like the wage, like compliance with like wage requirements? How do they measure like compliance with like things being safe? Yeah. So they're doing like a facility tour so they can see what's going on, right? And they will do like the interviews with the workers so they can hear their real experience and their interviews with the managers so they can hear how they approach policies and those sorts of things. But I think a big part of it also comes down to that document review. Because I think people who are not trusting of this would say like, oh, well, someone can clean up everything for a single day or yeah, a few days to right, do this audit. Right. But you can't necessarily fake a lot of these documents. Mm. And so, you know, I'm not going to go through what every What kind of documents day. are these? I'm not going to go through like every don't. I, Although I do have like a bulleted <laughs> list of 25 don't. items. Tiffany's like, please don't read off every single one. <laughs> Um, oh, like all these that you listed here? Yeah. So okay. like if yeah. they have like OSHA and ISO, like quality management certifications, they have to evaluate those. When was the last time that they were actually like investigated? All of those things. Okay. Um, they have to show 12 months of payroll records. Oh. Um, they have to show 12 months of time records. Oh. And things like uh, their collective bargaining agreements, minutes from meetings where they might have done like disciplinary actions, production records. Like accident and injury logs, machinery inspection and service logs, like all of these things to be like, not only do we know that this site is safe for people to work in and that they're maintaining it so that it will continue to be safe to work in, but we also need to evaluate like what their policies are around how they let people organize, how they let people, you know, uh, like take breaks, how they approach disciplinary action or training, all of those different things so that it really encompasses like the entirety of like what it's like for a person to work there. Wow, yeah, this is much more thorough than I even thought, which now that you're sharing this with me, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, um, audit fatigue totally makes sense. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what, so what's audit fatigue? Why? Wait, why were we talking about it? Yes, mm-hmm. okay, so because I read about this story when I was like going through, I'm like, okay, Social audit is important because we want to be able to show that we, like, know what's happening, right? Like, because I think people get frustrated with us sometimes when they're like, what do you mean you don't know exactly what they're making? Or you don't know exactly what blah, blah, blah is. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to show that, like, we're doing the due diligence to make sure that people are safe. Mm -hmm. But then I read this story that in, like, 2003, an Indian clothing supplier told the Ethical Trade Conference audience that his company had been subjected to 30 social audits in one year. One year. That's, like, more than, that's, like, every couple weeks. That's one a month, or, like, more than one a month. That's like way more than one a month. And then like that's taking an entire day or maybe a few out of their production. And like, I just can't imagine like trying to like really do your best as like a business owner and like that being the case all the time. Yeah. Right. So like they were talking about like audit terror, audit fatigue, like of course you're going to have that. And so, um, you know, SEDEX, when they tried to do this open source system, they were like, okay, 
you're a SMETA member, you know, or a SEDEX member, you know what a SMETA audit is. Yeah. When you look at this supplier, you can see the last date of their audit. Right. And then, like, you cannot have to do it again and feel okay about that it. That makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's not a perfect system. I'm right. not saying that it's sure. amazing because there's going to be differences from different auditors that go to different sites. Uh-huh. There will be differences based on, like, Sometimes uh, suppliers have said they don't always receive like their information like uh-huh. timely. Sure. Right. So yeah. there, it's not a perfect system, sure. but like that's a step I think in the right direction of like being like, how can we share this information yeah. with each other? Yeah. So that we know. Cool. Obviously, it would be ideal if it didn't cost twelve thousand dollars for two years, but also like you have to recognize that it takes a certain amount yeah. of like manpower to right. maintain that kind of totally. Thing. I mean, to be honest, like. 5000 a year, 6000 a year. I mean, that's a lot of work to pull that together and have that accessible like yes. for everyone and I feel like it's worth it. Totally. Yes. Yes. And so it's this hard thing where it's like how do we respect our manufacturing partners and recognize like their ownership of their own business mm-hmm. while trying to like uphold standards yeah. and not like in, like Recognize what is a human standard mm-hmm. and what is a difference in like social value and currency mm. in different contexts. Yeah. So it's a really, it's a really like tricky system, a really like a uh, tightrope to walk. Sure. But I think because it's a our, reflection of our own grappling with what it yes. means to do right. Yes. And, and that's, that's hard. Yes. Because <laughs> I, when I first met with ZX, I was like, you know, they're explaining it to me, and I was like, this sounds great, you know. Um, and they were like, and so your supplier needs to pay 50 pounds to be a part of this. And I was like, can I pay? Can we pay it on their behalf? And he was like, I mean, yeah, but like, why would you? And I was like, well, if we're like subjecting them to having to do this, and they're not already a member and benefiting mm-hmm. from it with yeah. other buyers, yeah. like, and he was like, I mean, that would be generous of you. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah. yeah, like everyone's own personal level of like doing right is so different. Exactly. And then like to do it collectively together and then all agree on it and then figure it out logistically. That's good. It's a nightmare. It's a journey. Right. Because when I was thinking about it, I was like, what the hell? Why are there three different organizations that are deciding the rules and then you, how you evaluate the rules and then mm. evaluating the rules? And mm. then when you think about it, you're like, no, it makes sense. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what about people like we've talked about social audits before. We've talked about about our workers like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we still get pretty frequent comments about like, yeah, but how do you know that the company or the manufacturer isn't bribing the auditor or just, you know, like there's still a lot of mistrust in the system. Yeah. So what would you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want me to say exactly what I'm thinking. Um, but I think what I would say is to people who have inherent mistrust in the system, I don't fault you because corporations have done a lot mm-hmm. to lie to us yeah. as consumers and as just individuals. Sure, so yeah. I don't fault you for that. But I also would ask you to investigate what is at the core of your mistrust mm-hmm. and if it is based in um, a very different social culture from your own yeah. and if you have inherent mistrust of a different 
uh, nation just by the fact of what you know about them, um, even if it's super minimal. So yeah. I would ask you to investigate that. Yeah. But I, I would also say to you, like, I understand your mistrust. Yeah. And I would say if you're really worried that your manufacturer is bribing auditors, then I don't know if you have a relationship with them where you really mm. actually have something built on trust. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again. What would you it, say? <laughs> thoughts. Thoughts. Um, but again, I mean, it really is a, like all of us as individuals have a way that we grapple with of like how that how we do right yeah and that's where I think that is coming from like mistrust is always like yeah but I want this to be right I, and I want there to be like an answer that satisfies my desire yeah. for something to be yeah. right yeah so it comes from a good place yeah but I think um the social audits are our best way to not put our own judgments yes. on someone else's company, but allow the collective to decide, like how do, how, how are we going to measure this? How are we going to stay accountable to this and like right. make progress? Yes, and we have to trust in that system because otherwise we're just like individuals making judgments. Exactly. Yeah. Like there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have worked on this system. Mm -hmm. And I do generally like trust like the collective of like trained individuals yeah. when they come to consensus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if we can't trust that, then like, I don't. <laughs> right. Then, then it's like anarchy, which I'm not like against, but like, I'm still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to yeah. do right in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So well, that was lovely. Yeah. It was, you know, we Thank have some you. information. We like really dove right into it today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had I had a story that I wanted to share with you um, because I've realized recently that I have a sickness. Um, <laughs> this is your thought for the day. This is my thought for the okay, day. Okay. My thought for the day is that I have a sickness. What and, sickness? And it's an addiction to gossip. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not new. That's, I I know, <laughs> but I realized last night just how bad it was. Because I kind of had like my migraine researching and I was so sad and I was like laying in bed and I had my like warm little neck thing on and Aaron was being so nice. He came up and he was like, is there anything else I can get you? Like, are you okay? And I was like, no, it's fine. And he was like, do you want some tea? Did you, did you say you were wearing your neck braid? <laughs> Yes. He thought you were like in shambles. Yes. Like he was like. I know. He came to my bedside like I was Beth in Little Women, just like with Scarlet Fever on the brink of death. The references. <laughs> and I'm just like, <clears throat> no. So he comes up and he's like, Do you want some tea? And I was like, immediately perked up. And I was like, Yes. And he was like, Okay, like what kind? And I was like, Whatever kind you were about to tell me. And he was like, no, Christine, I meant like green tea. Like, what do you mean? You mean, and I was like, oh, I thought you meant you had some gossip and it was really gonna like bring me some joy in that moment. I don't give a shit about the herbs. Tell me the fucking tea. That is what will heal me. So when you, when you hear the word tea. Like, I don't even think about, don't, yeah. I don't even think about those delicious yeah. leaves. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, I'm disgusted by you and I have to leave. So, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sick. <laughs> wow. What, like, what kind of gossip is, uh, I, 
I just don't understand this interest in gossip. In gossip. I just want to know. I think it's it's like my um, desire to just know everything. Oh. And I mm. love knowing everything about people the most. You do. I just want to like, I want to know everything. I want to know all your shit, all your secrets. And I saw this tweet <laughs> later that was like, uh, I would love to go to sleep, but I just really need to know if this girl that I barely know uh, got divorced or not. So. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. So... I, yeah, I get it. Because yeah. sometimes I will find myself, like, Googling random fucking facts. Like, yes. in the morning, like, at 8 a.m. And I'm like, really, this is how I'm choosing to start my morning. <laughs> but, like, I definitely. Yes. <sighs> okay. This is something I didn't want to share. Oh, my God. I'm so ready. Tell me. But this morning I went down a rabbit hole. And yes. It it involved um, Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is he now? Yes, Who's where is the he actor? now? Who, he's the actor from Term, the kid actor from Terminator Two. It's yes. not pretty. Oh no, it's not good. He'll not it's be back. It's tragic, is what you're telling me. And then I was me. like, I have to stop. I have to <laughs> not you, look at my phone for the first hour. What made you look for him specifically? <sighs> you don't want to know. I do want to know because I like in my mind, it's you creating like gym hype for yourself. And you're like, I want to look like Linda Carter doing those pull-ups. No. And then like, then you're like, where is that kid now? That's what I imagined. Oh, fuck. All right. Don't tell anybody this. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. <laughs> it's Twitter, man. They fucked. They fucked up my morning because I just saw like the notifications of a, some bullshit headline about Ron Jeremy, and there was this really sad picture of him, and I was like, he looks terrible. Oh. So of course I like uh, yes. click on it. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, like, some very gross news about Ron Jeremy. But uh -huh. he's, like, he's in prison right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he got charged. Um, here's some tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell, I'm, like, I'm riveted. Because <laughs> he got charged for all, like, a bunch of rapes and um, sexual assaults. Fuck. Like, spanning over 20 years, which is not surprising. I mean, like, no one is surprised, but, but still, But he fuck. went to jail in 2020, and they just, like, determined that he's not, like, mentally competent to stay on trial for them. But mm -hmm. he looks like shit right now. And then I saw this picture of, like, him looking like shit and Edward Furlong. And I was like, oh, no, Edward Furlong? <laughs> what happened to you, BB? Why is he looking like shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's all tragedy. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> I looked at it way too early this morning. It was none of my business. It's, it's honestly, literally, that's my favorite thing to say. Is I'm like, it's none of my business. <laughs> but you say, but. <laughs> but she, but Christine, you say it in a way where you're like, but I'm gonna know about but. it. <laughs> Just real quick. <laughs> Why am I like this? It is a disease, Christine. It's a disease. <laughs> And I would There's like, some tea you don't need to spill. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's my Scorpio moon, and that's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, <laughs> I if, mean, we gave you some social audits, and then we just gave you some bullshit, and then we gave you some social audits. <laughs> Tasha's like, I'm dead with you. Um, if you liked this episode, you should rate and review it and subscribe to our show. <laughs>
Did you know that you can rate and review every episode, Tiffany? Yes, I did. It really helps us out. It does. Please uh, do it. You can find us on IG and TikTok at chunks.shop and send us a DM if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. What Leave us I- a comment. Tell us if you also like gossip. Yes. Oh, that's our poll this week. Tell us if you also have the gossip sickness. Yeah. We have a poll in Spotify, right? Yes. Okay. If you listen you can... on Spotify, you you respond to that poll right away. Okay. But you can Scroll also leave us a comment. all the way down. Just all tell the way. us. Yeah. But Just also tell us comments. your piece of gossip. Holy that you shit. Love. Please send me your gossip. That Christine <laughs> needs to know about. Please. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.